We all pot down here. While some monsters are born, others are created. But the worst monsters are those who believe themselves to be heroes. E.H. Knight, the four before me. Welcome to We All Pod Down Here. I am Dan. And I'm Brittany. And this week we are going to be doing our top five horror franchises. So the opening quote actually has nothing to do with any of our upcoming discussion, but I just found it to be very poignant given everything that's going on in the world, and it's a book I haven't read, but it looks good, so just thought that would be kind of a good one to throw in there. Yeah, it's a great quote and good about, you know, a lot of the creators and a lot of horror revolves around monsters of a lot of different forms and varieties. Yeah. So to start us out, there's a couple things I thought we should bring up about, like, the way we determine franchises. Sure. So first, it did have to have at least three movies. Yeah, at least three movies or three pieces of like individual entries you know like if something had two movies and like a miniseries i think that kind of counts yeah so basically we like talked about for example we both love it but we both decided that it part one and two you could maybe try to argue as two separate movies but because of the miniseries it kind of real really feels more like one part so Mm -hmm. we felt like that was more counting like two like there's the miniseries and then there's the two movies but the two movies really were more like just the same. They just broke it up into two films. Yeah. So we decided... Different presentation. Yeah, so as much as we both love it, it was not included in this. So the other thing we considered, and this didn't end up, I think, making at least none of my top five, because also I should note, Dan and I don't know what our top fives are for each other. We made sure to not reveal it, just, you know, so we might be able to reveal a little bit of surprise to each other. Yeah. Watch them be the exact same list. I don't think they will I doubt it. No, I don't think it will be either. So... One of the things we considered, which again, I don't think is going to be on either of our lists, but would the newer Mummy films be considered part of Universal Monsters? Because they were made by Universal, but the premise is very different. But if you take that, then you also have to take the new Invisible Man and completely throw it out for all the Invisible Man movies. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the new Invisible Man. It's tough. And I actually really like the Mummy, like the Brendan Fraser, the Mummy. Oh, I absolutely love it. They're fantastic. They're a great time. It's kind of like... Scared the shit out of me as a kid, though, because all I do is see the commercial of, like, when he's, like, in the mummy form, when he first wakes up, and he's like, rah, and you Mm -hmm. see, like, the face. Yeah. Scared the fuck out of me. (laughs) I would not watch it for the longest time. Now, as an adult, I'm like, the fuck? This wasn't scary. Like These are fun action-adventure movies. Speaking of fun action-adventure, this is where it really came down to... Do we consider Jurassic Park horror? And I feel like we could do a whole episode of making arguments oh, for and boy. against. I, I say it really isn't. I mean, like, there's elements, but a lot of things have elements. When I think Jurassic Park, I think more suspenseful, thriller, action, adventure kind of thing. Not as much a horror movie. Yeah, and that's where it really comes down to what do you consider horror, which yeah. we could really dive deep it's, into that. But It's ambiguous, right? Because it's, it's, it's everywhere. If it scares you, is it not horror? Right. Oh, I mean, and I guess Fox people, News counts as horror because yeah. that scares the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, Tucker Carlson's a traitor. But uh, moving on, so we decided not to include Jurassic Park. Had we included it, it would have been my number one, no questions asked, honestly. I know you probably have to think about it, but for me, I just, I love Jurassic Park. It would not, it would not be number one when I'm considering horror franchises. Again, it's, it's really difficult. And really when it comes down to brass tacks, it's down to the eye of beholder. It's what you feel and what you like. Now, I think I can speak for both of us in that 
I think we considered a lot of things in comprising this and ultimately determining what of our individual top fives are. A lot of it goes into personal preference. You know, this is an opinion-based list. It's also, you know, artistic merit, too, and it's kind of just the whole of everything that involves also impact on the filmmaking industry, on horror in general, sometimes even on society. I think we both factored a lot of those things in, but ultimately... It had to be something we liked a lot, like a lot too. This is like a favorites list as well. Yeah, and I kind of ended up focusing more on the favorites because honestly, we kind I kind of ran out of time with deciding because (laughs) Dan had time. I sent Dan a list of basically what I found to consider what we considered horror franchises, and then once I sent that list, I decided to make a giant ass list of every movie that was connected to those. And even having situations where I was like, okay, well, Freddy versus Jason or Alien versus Predator, we have to count that in both categories because technically crossovers, same thing with Juan and the Ring. There was Sadako versus Kayako, which was essentially the Ring versus Juan. So that would be, again, a crossover thing, which I have not seen that, but it looks really badass and I want to see it. Like, just the the Mm. cover of it looks amazing. Like, have you ever seen the actual, like, cover image of it? I'm going to show it to you right now. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that neat? It looks like a fighting game. Yeah, and then like the fucking like the little, Mortal the fucking Kombat little creepy kid films. with the with the the meowing mm-hmm. kid at the bottom. But yeah, it just that it just looks so badass. I was like, I want to see this. I don't even care if it's good or bad. I want to watch it. <laughs> and that's another thing when you say good or bad. From all of this investigation, discovery, really thinking about what my top five franchises are, I come to the realization that most franchises have a lot of crap. Yeah, and I feel like if I went through what I originally considered doing before I realized just how many fucking movies were on this list, because it was like 960-something movies I found. Mm -hmm. And that's not franchises. It's like movies within the franchises. But once I found that whole list, originally what I was going to do is go through and rank every single one. Even if I hadn't seen them, I was going to look at like reviews and decide what I would roughly rank it. Like each movie? Yeah, and then literally just do like an average. Be like, all right, this movie, this franchise gets this average and then this average. And we're doing this all in this weird point-based system I was going to come up with. And then I was like, there's way too many fucking movies for me to take the time Yeah, that and it's also if there's a movie you haven't seen, it's hard to really realistically rank it yeah no for sure but that's why i was just more like mm-hmm. gonna get a general idea because yeah. i haven't seen all the juan movies i haven't seen sure. all the ringu movies you know and it's like i haven't seen all the every universal monsters and yeah and then also we had to deal with like the crossover ideas of when it was a crossover more of a comedy for like, like abbott and costello. costello do you even count those or do you just completely ignore those for the rank thing? purposes yeah so there was a lot of consideration that went into this on that same note back up to the hammer films for the mummy yeah Hammer apparently made another mummy film because what they were going to do was try to do something like Marvel did where, you know, they started like rebooting everything and gradually make this world. And they were going to call it the dark universe, the hammer cinematic universe. (laughs) Well, it was going to be called the dark universe. And to me, it sounded really like a cool idea, Mm -hmm. but instead of doing something like they did with invisible man, that was really badass. They went and made the mummy with Tom Cruise and it was terrible. I didn't see it. I just heard it was terrible. So I guess I can't say for sure, but it looks terrible. It got terrible reviews. I mean, I don't see any way that would be good. The brilliance of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they started it with one movie, but they planted a lot of seeds in said movie and they built it out really slowly, methodically with a very large, detailed plan in place. I think that's kind of what they were going to try to do. But they didn't. 
but they fucked up the very first film. It'd you be can't like fuck it, up the first movie. It's like if Iron Man sucked. That's what I was saying. Like they you basically made that. Iron Man suck, and then they were like, "Well, we're gonna scrap this yeah. whole project." I'm like, "You could have worked really hard and made something really fucking badass." Because mm-hmm. like, look at all like the Hammer and Universal monsters and how those all like came together and had crossovers and yeah. all this stuff that was amazing. I was like, "You could have done something really fucking cool, guys." Yeah. Then there's Ooh. DC, who just kind of tries, but they tried to put it together too fast, and it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. The other thing to consider is, do knockoffs and fan-made films count? I say I, no. I say no. Fan films do not count, because there are so many fucking fan films out there, and a lot of them, I'm sure, are good. I've seen great fan films. There's some good Star Wars ones out there and whatnot. Fan films don't count in the canonical lexicon of any of this and that's the other thing i consider what's considered you know canon because sometimes there's movies that were made that are like you know legitimate movies and everything that are totally tied in the universe but the actual original makers of the movie are like that's not part of our movie mm-hmm. or so do you count new that? movies decanonize older movies almost intended uh, sometimes intentionally yeah so well, sometimes they have to to keep their pl- their plot going yeah so it's tough so which again do you still count those though as like for your ranking so mm-hmm. again all things are kind of considered and a lot of circumstances i absolutely would because those movies to me have been say they've been canon for a very long time just because you decided to take a shit on it doesn't mean it doesn't count yeah other thing was to consider spinoffs and prequels so mm-hmm. if it's something where it's a total like spinoff into its own thing what I kind of decided was like, if it's a spinoff that has more than three movies on its own and it's kind of its totally own thing, then I was going to consider it separate. But if it was just like one or two that spun off but still yeah. had enough of the elements of the other ones, then I'd count it. That's kind of what I did. Prequels, I fully they counted. Count. A thousand percent they count because they're building in that same universe. They're trying to show you something. All the Star Wars fans else. are crying right now that we said prequels count. Hey, man, I think the prequels are great. See, there you go. You just lost all credibility with the whole Star Wars universe. That's not really a bad thing. No, I know this. Because as much as I love Star Wars, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Yeah. That's one of the things I do like about Star Trek better, is I feel like that Star Trek, you don't get that hate. I mean, there are some, but There's it's some. not as bad. It's not, from it's, a- it's not as... It's not as toxic. Yeah. And like... And I'm totally cool if there's like there's thing elements of a movie you don't like or you just don't like a movie at all. Cool. That's that's totally fine. The people who kind of build it up in their head that a movie has to be exactly what I thought it should be, and if it isn't, it's crap and you're a terrible fucking person who should die because if you like it, you're you should just die. Yeah. Those those kinds of that it's that kind of definitiveness over my opinion is fact. Fucking hate it. Yeah. So, moving on before we go on. Unless it's about Saw, because Saw is dog shit. And there we have it. So, (laughs) the other thing I considered was, do anthologies count? And I decided they count only if there were more than one anthology made. So, the only one I think Mm -hmm. I thought of was um, the ABCs of Death. Yeah. And those were done, and there was technically three separate movies. Yeah. But they're all anthologies within it. So, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and count it. It's not within my top five, but I'm going to count it as a... For the purpose of what's yeah. considered a franchise. But, I mean, you, there's different ones you can think of that are anthology-based, like Creepshow. Creepshow's mm-hmm. anthology. Yeah. But a lot of people can, would consider that very much franchise. Mm-hmm. So I think I have Creepshow listed yeah, as Creepshow's not great. Not one of my top five, but I think it's listed in the, the franchise mm-hmm. list. I'm not percent sure. freaking wonderful. And also, what do we consider parodies, such as Young Frankenstein? 
See, you I, should see the look Dan's making on his face of like this. Let the hamster is just running so fast. Young Frankenstein so much, and Mel Brooks is the most brilliant comedy writer for movie writer ever. I, I can't really lump that in with like Hammer Frankenstein movies That's or Universal Frankenstein movies. Kind of what I was. It's thinking. its own thing. But does it count as a horror? Can you count it in the horror genre? Yes. Franchise, not really. Yeah. The other thing is... Like for, if we're talking about horror comedies, that's a contender, man. Yeah. One thing also to cons- that I also put of things like that I was listening to consider was, do mockbusters count? And I consider them not counting towards the actual franchise. So, like, Atlantic Rim has nothing to do with Pacific Rim, as far as I'm concerned. And... <laughs> Atlantic Rim was so bad. I know, it was terrible. And MST3K annihilated it beautifully. I know, but that that's... Oh, no, it was... Um, I don't know what it was. It was MST3K. I, my brain thought you said Riff Tracks. No, anyway, it was um, MST3K. It was in one of the newer seasons. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. One of the Netflix ones. Yeah. So, like, but I also Netflix, put, you fucked up. I know, right? That's all right. They're going to build the... The Gizmoplex. The Gizmoplex. We've, we're, we're in on that. It's going to yep. be great. We put a substantial chunk of change towards that. We have. Totally worth it. So, uh, that, 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 that. So, for Mockbusters, though, I decided if for some reason there was a Mockbuster that made three of their own <laughs> Mockbuster movies, they can count that. I count that as, like, their own little separate franchise. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it, it technically is. Yeah. Even if you're like doing I just don't a consider complete it, blatant ripoff. I just don't consider it part of the other one. Like, for no, of course not, because it's literally a like a a ripoff. Uh, yeah, it's a low grade ripoff carbon copy. You know, like when you were a kid and there was all every Disney movie that came out, there was always this really crappy, poorly animated version of it that came out on Walmart on a VHS for like three dollars. Oh, yeah. There was always one every single movie that came out there was always one that don't count on the regular franchise of it exactly like was the shitty ripoff of aladdin counted in the actual aladdin series no yeah not at all so other thing was like for the purpose of crossover stuff like obviously like you know we have freddy versus jason we're counting that both in nightmare on elm street and the friday 13th category alien versus predator counts in both alien and predator but what if there's only an appearance of someone so hear me out. So like for, again, this isn't even in my top five, but I still just threw it out there that for like Von Helsing, the 2004 movie that I know everyone hated, but I actually liked it. It was um, okay. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I'm not saying it was the best movie ever made. I just thought it was fun. I enjoyed um, it for what it was. But Talbot slash Wolfman makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Would that count as him being like that a movie that you'd count within the Wolfman movies? Probably not. So just it can't be just an appearance. They have to be like a main character. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. And again, this didn't affect my top five ranking. I just no, like threw either. this giant list together of like things yep. to consider. So it, when, when you're trying to comprise a list like this, though, you get all these factors coming up and you realize just how subjective this really is. And But that's kind of the fun of it because I don't want everyone to have the same list as me. I think that's it's fun to talk about it, debate about it, and ultimately, you know, have a great conversation about something we love. Mm-hmm. And in some instances, depending on the list you make, things you don't like. Yeah, we could always make a top five like worst list. Oh, I'm sure we will. Birdemic's my or Manos is my <laughs> number one because yes, unfortunately, Birdemic apparently made three movies, and mm-hmm. Manos technically has three movies, and now a series coming up. So I was like, God damn it! Now they have to go on my goddamn franchise <laughs> list. So oh god. 
it's, it's I love Manos for like the campy ridiculousness of it and the but story a- behind the making of it it's legendary but it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible in the best way because you have to think of all the things that have to happen in the universe all the little things that have to happen for this that movie to be made the story behind it is freaking fascinating and oh, yeah it ended up being a train wreck but a delightful train wreck and some of those those kinds of movies can be my favorite things to watch. I will watch Manos a lot more times than most movies because such a saw for fucking sure. Manos is like Shakespeare compared to Saw. <laughs> but yeah, so, we have our list. So do you want to get into them? I figured we're gonna go reverse order. Yeah, right? five, five to one. So no. like the our fifth to our first. Yeah. Now. I know I have some honorable mentions. I do too. I'm going to say we, for the ma- we save those for the end. Yeah. After we've done our five. agreed. Cool. I also may throw in like a couple things I want to just talk about throughout this. Like for the example, I didn't know this, and I think everyone needs to know this: that Sharknado apparently has two spinoff movies called Lava Lantula and Two Lava Two Lantula, which is about a basically a lava spitting brace of tarantulas or something. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that or if I like, if I'm like, do I really want to watch this or do I really, really want to watch this? Cause it's really, we're going to be terrible. Only if Rift tracks does them. or did them. I don't know. We have to look. Yeah. But so yeah, there's apparently quite a few, there's actually, I guess six actual Sharknado films. So there was Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three. Oh, hell no. Sharknado. The fourth awakens. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, and the last Sharknado, It's About Time. And I love that this, at the end, it's about time. Like, they're like, like yeah, we need to fucking stop this. And there'll probably be a seventh one. Oh, they're so. sure. If I'd be, well, that's, they're going to just run with Lava Lantula or some other ridiculous thing they'll figure out. So, but yeah, it's all, so. It's all your fault, Sci-Fi Channel. It's all your fault. I know. You so started I, this shit. They started a lot of these, though. There's a, a whole a whole bunch of these in here that I was like, oh, apparently there are four different mega shark versus giant something. <laughs> movies so thank you no thank you all right you want to go first you want to go first you want to do rock paper scissors for it um yeah we'll do rock paper scissors all right winner goes first yeah whatever no 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 that's fine yeah rock paper scissors go for it rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot i go first apparently scissors cut paper yes yeah the first one was scissors scissors so yeah scissor me right i'll hold a draw i like how you did that and i said scissor me timbers so you know You know where our, our brains are at. Hey, the acclaimed. They do the scissor. All right. All right. You're number five. Yes. My number five for this, and I'm not going to do, go into a ton of detail because I want to get to sleep at a reasonable hour. So my number five is the Juwan series. Because even though I haven't seen all of them, and even though the mo- I have unfortunately seen the most recent, the Grudge movie, and it was garbage, beyond garbage. Like, I made the the original American remake look like a fucking, like, brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think of all it's done to like culture and everything it brought forward with doing stuff within a lot of Japanese horror was really groundbreaking. And it's just scary as fuck to see that. Like, that's one thing I always comment. I know about a lot of like Asian horror, like especially a lot of Korean films and Japanese films. I don't know what it is, but they seem to be really good at moving in really bizarre ways. And it really fucking creeps me out every time. Yeah, they definitely get the visual aspect down. Yeah, so... I think Juan definitely, for all its, I mean, there's not a single person out there that I'm sure if I went up to them and went, ah, 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 that they wouldn't probably jump a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So now, did you count the American movies together with this, or are you I talking just the Japanese? Nope, ones? I counted the American because I feel like, especially since the American one was directed by the first one was directed one. by the original maker of it. So I was like, how do I not count that? See, I kind of feel like I would count that one, but the rest of them I would throw in the trash bin where they belong. Well, the most recent one was horrific, and I don't know why they felt the need to do that. Never watch that movie. It's a giant yeah, freaking no, turd. I definitely, like, the, the American remake that was actually directed by the mm-hmm. original director, that one is, I actually didn't hate as much as I thought I was. Like, I remember hating it when I originally watched Same. it. Same. I, I had a traumatic experience that went with that, though. So did I. So, well, no, it wasn't really traumatic at the time. It just Mine like, was. Yeah. We'll discuss that when we discuss, because we plan to do a whole, yes. like, we'll discussion of that. all of that. So what's your number five? And I will say, I don't disagree. Like it, That had a lot of impact, Juwan, especially that we went back and watched the original ones, like the really hard-to-find ones, which apparently they're on YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah, it wasn't as hard to find as we thought. They were freaking brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's like one of those, it was very low budget, but so well done despite being so low budget. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why I always say, like, you know, some of these studios get these massive budgets and then just throw the story out the goddamn window. Budget does not equal quality. Never does, never will. Yeah, you need a good story first and foremost, then you can work with a budget yep. situation. So, All right, my number five. And I had a lot of trouble coming up with my number five. Because like, as we go down the list, my top three were pretty easy for me. Four and five were hard. So my number five is the Omen series. And so there's a lot of quote-unquote satanic stuff in horror Mm -hmm. it's been a theme for a long time and a lot of it especially more recent stuff is blatantly boring predictable overused hereditary (laughs) the omen is one of the ones that did it right and for me it was the best rosemary's baby is way up there too yeah for doing that kind of angle but the omen was ominous it was huge the omen it, was ominous. It was. <laughs> it was like the music. Man. I see what you did there, though. So. <laughs> the soundtrack is iconic. And to think about, you know, the, the, this kid and the way they weave the story and a lot what of are your thoughts on the one that came out. On I am getting there. All right. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the first omen is one of the best horror movies ever made. No questions asked for me. And I think two and three are wonderful as well. And there's, I think two most people really, really, really enjoyed too. Two just picked that story up and kept moving. Three, there was more people who thought it was a little out there. I enjoyed three. Sam Neill was Damien. He was phenomenal. I love that movie. Then we move on to, and like we, we talked about... It's really hard to find a horror franchise that doesn't have some sort of weird blight on it. It's really hard to find. And for The Omen, we have the remake of the original Omen, which was unequivocally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. They literally changed things in that movie. They switched around deaths the different characters. It's almost like they just threw a bunch of darts at a dartboard. It's like, all right, well, we're going to have this guy die this way. And this guy's going to die this way. And we're going to just change them all for no fucking reason and make the story so boring and dumb and convoluted. Remakes most times are, are 
just needless. And this was about one of the most needless remakes I've ever seen. And that's really saying something, because there's a lot of awful remakes, and this is one of the worst. But the originals are so strong, The Omen makes it for me. That series is wonderful. I can't, I've revisited it many times. It stands the test of time. It's been around for a long time. It's just as good now as it was when it came out. And despite the blight of the remake, and thank goodness the remake was so bad that they didn't dare do another one. Yeah. It but, was fun to go see it on June 6th of 2006 to say oh, you yeah. saw The Omen in theaters oh, yeah. on 666. Jim and my, my, one of my best friends, Jim and I went opening night to see it because we're like we both are just huge fans of the omen so like we go and okay let's give this a chance we were so mad that we almost walked out it's like caitlin and i went and saw into darkness exactly. but you're kind of there you feel like you got to stick it out because i can't really complain say anything about it if Unless i don't see the it whole out. thing yeah but man we went to denny's afterwards and we were there till two in the morning bitching <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, despite the low quality of that remake, this is a series that stands the test of time. And for me, it's my number five. And there's a lot, a couple different ones that I'll mention in my honorable mentions that almost unseated this. Yeah, that's why I had a lot of trouble with. I had a lot of trouble with the whole damn list, to be honest. Yeah. But I guess I'll go with my number four. Yeah. My number four is Candyman. I Great choice. Absolutely love Candyman. I love the everything about it. I love Clive Barker's story. The Forbidden is great. Everything about that. I love that there's such a massive like cultural message from the very first one through the most recent one. And fuck the haters. I fucking love the newest one. So Jordan Peele did a great job and everyone who made that did a great job. I thought it was a very he was great just the producer, continuation. Right? Yeah. He was, he was, I think a co-writer possibly. Mm-hmm. It was a great continuation of that franchise. And unlike a lot of people think it was not a remake. It was a true sequel. Yeah. Next. That's what some people are like. This is a terrible remake. I'm like, well, it's cause it's not a remake. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you were expecting a remake and didn't get a remake, well, I it's hate not a remake. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah. So he, so Jordan Peele did part of the screenplay along with Nia DaCosta, who was the actual director and she did a great job. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. Everyone involved did a great job. I loved seeing Tony Todd's little cameo. Oh, it was so perfectly done. So I decided with all of the, and all the people that were bitching about Candyman being like, they're talking about too much like cultural stuff. Why is everything going to be so fucking woke? You know what? Did you not watch the original? I had people arguing with me online saying it was nothing about race. And I was like, are you kidding me? Do you, did you not watch this movie? Like, I don't understand. How would it have nothing to do with race? They, right. literally, they literally say, like, when white people come around here, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, Racism and, and class warfare yeah, were, combination were of, a huge, but a lot huge of, part of the theme. A lot of these people online are, like, flat out, like, no, it was only about class warfare, had nothing to do with race. And, like, I don't know where you all are coming from. The whole point of this was Candyman who became Candyman was, you know, like in love with a white woman. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, obviously at that time was a no, no. So I just, yeah. I could go ranting forever about why people are stupid, but these are the same people who say Star Trek has conservative values. I don't understand. How is this oh, yeah. even I, reality? I understand because these people are blind and stupid. That's, I just don't get how, like, I, I remember someone tried to argue the point that they're like, oh, well, you know, like, when Deanna got impregnated by the alien, she still had the baby. I'm like, yeah, because they gave her the fucking choice. Yeah, it was up she to her. She had a choice, hence pro-choice. You know, the thing that you like to take away from people, but like to give to yourselves hypocritically. 
Ah, anyway, so I'm not going to get too into it, yeah. but yeah, love Candyman, always will love Candyman, one of my favorite movies ever, so I've yeah. decided that that will definitely be my number four. I'm with you on that. That's a wonderful pick. So my number four, and this is one I struggled with too, because I really fought in my head whether I thought I wanted to include this, because the franchise as a whole has taken a lot of turns I don't like, but... The overall strength, I'll give it to it, Halloween. I understand so, that. Most of the really famous horror franchises are slasher films. Mm-hmm. Think about Friday the 13th, Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser to some degree. Mm-hmm. None of those for me are more iconic than Halloween. Halloween is the one that started this. And the, the original Halloween scared me more than any movie I saw as a kid because it was it felt like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, this kid just Fucking snapped. Snaps. Yeah. And no one knows why. And that happens quite a bit. And the whole, the, the tension, that, again, that soundtrack, and a lot of really great movies have that definitive soundtrack. Music can make so much of a difference. How can you ever forget that soundtrack? My God. And that movie was genius. And I think you can't really say that for a lot of slasher films. Whoever thought that taking a William Shatner mask would be that scary. Yeah. Unless it was singing Rocket Man. <laughs> but, and then you go with the, the franchise as a whole. So number two, I loved. I loved Halloween too. It, continu- it immediately continued through the same night. I thought it was really well done. Halloween 3 was great. And Halloween was meant to be not just focused on Michael Myers, but each one was supposed to be different stories. That was a different story. A lot of people complain and bitch about it because it didn't have Michael Myers. Take it as its own individual movie within the franchise. It still counts because it is in the lexicon. It's great. Season of the Witch is awesome. It's a great movie. I still love that meme someone did where it has Season of the Witch and then it has Halloween 4 and it's like, Mm -hmm. Michael's back now. Are you fucking happy? (laughs) And one of the cool things that, despite some of the missteps, and there's plenty, there have been a lot of really great running narratives through these movies. Even some of the ones that weren't the greatest ones, you know, where you get into like four, five, stuff like that, four, five, six. Some of them aren't the greatest, but they carried that narrative of Dr. Loomis. And Dr. Loomis's obsession was stopping him. It consumed him. And you can see throughout as it consumes him more and more and more. It's a fascinating psychological look. And you know how much I like psychological stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things in this franchise as, you know, slasher as it can be, there is a psychological point to it. Now, of course, this is this series has been rebooted more times than the Windows PC in need of updates. <laughs> a lot of which fell on their face. The Rob Zombie iteration, for me, was just made to be violent, and it ruined a lot of characters, such as Loomis, for no logical reason. What they did to Loomis in, that, in those movies totally made just turn me away. I thought it ruined a legendary character. And, and some of the recent ones, though, were great. And some of the one and the, some of the recent ones have decanonized number two, and like that sticks in me a little bit. But some of the new ones are really great. The most recent one, Halloween Kills, was eh, not not great. But the legacy is undeniable. I think the good out far outweighs the bad, and that original movie makes enduring all the rest worth it. And a lot of those middle movies are still really good for the genre, and it's genre defining for me. And because of the quality of some of 
the more recent stuff and some of the many follow-ups that were not nearly as good as the first is why I kind of struggled including this. Mm-hmm. But ultimately going through like a lot, of, if I, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, not all of those are good. Friday the 13th, a lot of those aren't great either. So again, you're looking at a franchise, it can be hard because it's not one, one movie, a lot, one movie a lot of times stands out over a lot of the others. But as a, as a whole, I say Halloween's definitely deserving. Yeah, I agree. Lego. The ghost agrees. <laughs> All right. So my number three, and this one I struggled with also a little bit because also a similar situation where the sequels aren't great, but I enjoyed them for what they were. Mm-hmm. And also I know some people that would fight me to the death saying this is not a horror franchise. I fucking love Jaws and it is my number three and is the movie that always has for some weird reason comforted me. Mm-hmm. When you went up to Virginia one time without me and I had to stay home alone, I watched Jaws to fall asleep at night just because I don't know that movie. I think it's like, like I'm part of it's the soundtrack. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me anyone there that doesn't know the dun, 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 you know, any, you does anyone, they know Jaws immediately. Giggity. Yes, that too. But even though the following three movies were not perfect in any way, shape, or form, they're still fun. They're still fun. I still think it's a just still fun to watch. And I feel like it's so iconic for the fact that that year that came out was like the lowest beach attendance in like history, in like recorded history of how many times people were going to beaches. This was like the lowest ever. No one wanted to fucking go in the water. You want to talk about cultural impact. There you go. Exactly. So for me, I've decided that if you, if people were scared enough to not go in the water, then that counts as horror. I agree. The fact that an entire like generation of people didn't want to go in the goddamn ocean says that that counts as horror to me. Oh yeah, my so. mom will say that because it came out around that time when she was younger, and wasn't she in Hawaii or something? Yeah, when she it came was out? scared shitless to yeah. go in the water. And there definitely are great whites in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. there, a lot of people were very scared, and like you said, beach attendance was low. And I say, like you said, the quality of some of the sequels was not equal to the first, but I will stand by some of those that are really fun movies. Yeah, they're fun. Jaws 2, it's a different movie, it's a different shark. <laughs> I forgot about that, and it really got me. <laughs> uh, Father Ted's so wonderful. But yeah, I don't have much else to say about it. Mean, you, you really did a better, like, typing everything out than I did. I was just kind of like, here's five franchises I've decided after making this giant-ass list that I loved. So, Jaws will be my number three. That's a great pick. So, you said that Jaws was one of those ones that people debate whether it's a horror franchise or not my number three falls in a similar vein it better not be jurassic park because we agree jurassic park wasn't on this list it's not okay <laughs> but this is a movie that even i have debate this series that even i have debated whether this counts as horror or not and ultimately lands on that it does the alien series absolutely counts as horror i will fight mm-hmm. anyone to the death on yep. that i think especially the original alien came out in a time when sci-fi and space related stuff was very sleek, very glossy, very clean. Star Wars came out, kind of changed the game. Then Alien. And like Alien showed space is dirty and grimy and gritty and rough. And it, scary. Yeah, and very scary. It brought this grounded sense of dread and reality to it. That's like, you know, if if we really went to this point it could look like this and it feels like this. It felt real. Yeah. And even looking back on it, Mm -hmm. it's still, and I'm going to just holds up so well. Let me just throw out 
Alien's my number two, so I'm just going to discuss this with you at the same time okay. because Alien was my number two. Because <laughs> the first Alien's also one of my all-time favorite Me horror too. films. And I feel like I, I, you can easily argue the second one is more action thriller than horror, but you still have a goddamn fucking alien queen coming after you. This that's is, scary. This is when, that's when they revealed the queen. In the second movie, you didn't have the big alien queen in the first one. It was just a xenomorph. It was yeah. just a single fucking xenomorph. And you didn't know where this thing came from. And at that point, they still didn't really know where all of this. And I'll say, I don't love, like, all the way when we get to, like, Prometheus and, like, even, like, Alien vs. Predator. Some of those are like, they're okay. I will stand by Prometheus. I thought Prometheus was very smart and a brilliant film. It was good, but Loved now it. I will say that the third alien I do not like. The third Alien is one of the most divisive movies in sci-fi slash horror history. Because I think I hate it the, was just, I just like... And spoiler alert, but I'm sorry, if you haven't seen no, the Alien God, movies no. at this point... It, it, it kind of fucked up the ending of two. That's the thing. It's like, they, it's like oh, so Ripley survives, but the, everything she worked for, the kid's dead. Like, I was like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, what? I thought that was really bad, bad writing. Yeah, I didn't. And even I think that Sigourney Weaver has made comments mm-hmm. that she didn't like the way that, what they yeah, did with that. So. Yeah, Alien 3 is one I kind of just omit to yeah. a large degree. But Alien 1 and 2 are so good that it's so kinda, good that it kind of can override the bad of that mm-hmm. I, the way i looked at it yeah there's elements of alien 3 i enjoyed but like like it was, no, there was definitely... loaded with problems especially story problems yeah no and i think the biggest thing for me is like i feel like you could have somehow done a similar thing without destroying the ending of the second mm-hmm. one exactly so that's kind of like if you take out that part it's not terrible but that part really hurts it yeah it screws it up and like i said i stand by prometheus i thought prometheus was a brilliant movie it's one i've watched multiple times i enjoyed it more each time it's also a movie that really makes you think and i think it's something where you get more impact out of it after seeing it a few more times we should watch it again yeah i haven't watched it in a while i think i've only watched it once actually and i watched it without me apparently and i enjoyed alien resurrection too i thought resurrection was a good movie and even like alien versus predator as campy as they are no, they're still they're fun. They were fun. They're fun. But even like those, some of the later Predator man, movies are yeah, fun. But those first two Alien movies, man, some of the greatest movies ever made. And I can watch those two movies Anytime. and still feel that existential dread. Yeah. And of course, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention one of the greatest core characters of all time, Jonesy, mm-hmm. Jonesy who looks a lot like Minky. Oh, he does. And Minky enjoys Alien too. Oh yeah, we have. He sits ha- and watches it. I'll have to po- find that photo and post it on our Facebook and like Instagram stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. our, my cat or our cat Minky was my just my cat at the at time. That this, time yeah. The photo is before I met Dan, but Minky was sitting on like a chair next to me watching Alien with me, and then Hercules later. Like I have two photos of him. It's like one where he's like really intently watching Alien, and then one where he's really intently watching Hercules. Mm-hmm. So the cat has good taste. Yes, he does. Alien's genius. Yeah, it's just genius. So we, that's we your a, number two. So we, real quick, we had a board at work one time where we were all having this really big fight about whether Alien or Aliens was better. And we kept on the board, we wrote Alien and then Aliens. And we had like, you know, the, the greater than less than symbol we kept putting up there and people kept racing and putting the other way. And at one point it had it where it was saying that basically Aliens was better than Alien. And one of my coworkers comes up and he's like, well, Aliens is more than one alien so technically and i was like god damn it no alien is no, the, the we're the, not going with mathematical logic here yeah this wasn't meant to be like that so 
So, but yeah, so Alien, Alien, Alien is your favorite. Alien is my favorite. Yes, mine too. Yeah, I think Aliens is great. Oh yeah, no, this it's is not. This is not a negative of Aliens. But different tone, different kind of film, and I really enjoyed that difference. But that original, the first Alien. It doesn't matter how many times I watch it. I feel like really stressed and tense yeah, watching it. It's just, they you, build that tension. Like, especially where you it's like, you know what's going to happen. And even like the littlest tiny thing of like, when they're telling him to get out of the tunnel and you just see the dot going do, do, do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so basic, like dot matrix kind of system. And it's just like, you just know this thing's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And like, it's just like, all of a sudden, all you see is that little clip of being like, ah! mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's, scares the shit out of you, mm-hmm. but it's like, you see it, do, do, do. And it's just like, you know, it's coming. And it's just, yeah perfect genius. way to build tension and just be terrifying total genius all right, all right so, so go ahead that so was that, my, was, that your was my number two, two. yeah so. so what's your number three all or right, number, all what's right. Your number, number two, two this one was an easy one for me this one might not be on a lot of people's but i think it should the evil dead series i i figured that was going to be on your list yeah so i have a guess what your number one is it's you're, you know. Um, so You're never going to guess what my number one is, I bet. So the Evil Dead series is like a love letter to B-movies. And in being a love letter to B-movie madness, it became the infamous B-movie series. And it's the best B-movie series ever for my money. And this is a series that was also the breakout of Bruce Campbell, my favorite actor of all time. We all love Bruce and Campbell. And his glorious chin. These flicks are wild. They're fun. And they're all very different. Mm-hmm. You know, they all have different tone, different pace, different. Like, we some go of from them a are, goddamn cabin in the woods mm-hmm. to like just a, mid- a, medieval. Like and number two is just a total splatter fest, but it's just utterly re- fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm saying then we go to then we go into medieval horror comedy. Yeah, <laughs> with Army of Darkness, this thing it jumps all over the place, and it culminates with Ash versus Evil Dead, which is a great series. I haven't seen all of it yet, but we need to. From what I've seen of it, I know I'm awful for not seeing all of it, but Ash vs. Evil Dead is great from everything I've seen. I've seen most of it. Did you ever see the Evil Dead remake? Because I actually haven't. Uh, I know a lot of people love it, but... Eh. It's okay, but I... They have another one they're coming out with right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's it, Evil Dead Rises or something like that? Something like that. But the ch- if, it, if it should have Bruce, and it should be the chin strikes back. But That would be really good. <laughs> The Evil Dead series is one of the greatest ever. Ash is my favorite protagonist in all of horror, period. I mean, Bruce Campbell, I mean, what horror fan doesn't love Bruce Campbell? And if you don't, I really question your existence. Bruce is great. Evil Dead is great. I have so much fun watching these movies, especially Army of Darkness. Some people will argue that they don't think that's really a horror movie. And in some ways, it's kind of like the aliens mm-hmm. of the series where it feels like it changes genres a little bit, but it connects and it is so fucking fun. I, how can you not watch army of darkness and just, just be filled with weird joy. Yeah. It's such a great flick and it's such a great series. Evil dead's one of the best. Hail to the King baby. <laughs> All right. So for my number one, I actually would love for you to guess what you think it is. Just one guess. It's probably going to be different from mine. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's not yours. Um, yeah, I know you. You know what mine's going to be. Um, jeez, it just probably isn't it. I'm just going to throw it. A child's play. No, it's I, not. I wouldn't think it was. I don't know. My number one is kind of what really got me into a lot of horror as a child, and I think that the vast majority of it, no matter how old it is and how crappy a lot of the effects are, still ha- holds up to this day. 
My number one is Godzilla. That makes a lot of sense thinking about it. Now, the 98 one I've never even watched because... It doesn't count. Yeah, so, but even if you counted that, all the other good just outweighs it so much. Mm -hmm. And And a lot of people would argue if Godzilla is horror or not. And I would fight them tooth and nail. It's a monster flick. It's kaiju. Kaijus are scary. Kaijus are scary. It's a monster movie. There's a monster destroying the city. Exactly. It's it's scary. It, it, It counts. But yeah, so... Godzilla, like I said, when I was a little kid, I when we'd go to Blockbuster, if I wasn't renting like The Land Before Time for the 8,000th time, my mom finally just bought it for me because I think she realized she'd save herself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after like renting a lot of these movies a million times over, consistently I'd always go pick up like at least one or two Godzilla movies every now and then just because I got such a kick out of them. And I remember, I don't know which one it was, but it was one of the ones where Godzilla is fighting Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. And somehow Godzilla gets like thrown in the ocean. I think he's dead. And I burst into tears and ran to my mom. And I was like, Godzilla died. It's not okay. I was so upset. The Mecha Godzilla ones are some of the best ones. Yeah. So. Mecha Godzilla was a badass idea. And I love Mothra. Mothra yeah. is one of my favorite. Oh, how could you not monsters love Mothra? of all time? But yeah. So I think like, and I haven't even seen every single Godzilla movie, but I. That's feel like really the, hard to see all of them because there's, there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot, but of at varying the same time, quality. Yeah, and, and varying quality, but I feel like for the cultural impact and everything as a whole, that it just stands up so much to the test of time. That even if you watch those really, really early ones in the fifties mm-hmm. and these really ridiculous suits they're running mm-hmm. around in. It doesn't look real at all, but it doesn't matter. It's just like the idea of it is still scary. And those movies stand up for me. Yeah. There's still wonderful moments in cinematic history. Who doesn't know Godzilla? Yeah. Who the hell doesn't? What a great pick. Yeah. So that's my number one. Yeah. I agree. That's wonderful. And then years and then we'll do our honorable mentions. Yes. For me, anyone who's listened to this podcast probably knows what I'm going to say. And... This one means so much to me personally as growing up with this, growing up in Pittsburgh, this series meant everything to me and uh, and to a lot of people. Uh, The Living Dead series from George A. Romero. It is the penultimate of what a zombie movie is. If it wasn't for George A. Romero and Night of the Living Dead, none of these, the zombie craze would have never happened. None of these, like zombie movies, all these things that, all these movies that happened. You think about how this, how those movies influence so much. We would not have a Walking Dead. We would not have things like Train to Busan. We wouldn't have... 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. We wouldn't have all of these wonderful things would never happen if it wasn't for George A. Romero. Yeah. I can't think of a single person who shaped horror more than that man. And, you know, go down, going down the line, Night of the Living Dead, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. When I originally watched it with my grandfather, one, it just blew my mind. They come in to get you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. God. And getting to me, I, I've, I've, I've met so many people who are in these movies and had been involved in making them all so humble and just so just blown away of what they were they're a part of. And like I said, growing up in Pittsburgh, it's part of the culture. It's part of the part of what you, if you're into horror, you're into this. You, yeah. you, you know all about it. it it's and and, and it's my favorite genre because it's all about the human condition. George A. Romero always had something important to say with every movie he made. He always had a, an important sociological thing that he wanted to say. And the guy, he was so ahead of his time. I mean, you look at Dawn of the Dead, which is unequivocally my favorite horror movie of all time. 
not just because I grew up in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, but the movie itself is just the, the penultimate zombie movie. Day of the Dead is also very underrated. You go down with Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead was wonderful. Talked about Jim and I. We went and saw that opening night. Just couldn't stop talking about it. It's like it was the rebirth of the Romero series. It was just so great. And even some of the more unheralded ones like Diary of the Dead, Survival of the Dead. Those are great too. I remember seeing Survival of the Dead when it came out and it was like a really small local premiere a couple of the people who work on some of the effects were there it was really cool all these movies just this means so much to the genre They're, they they defined it and another cool thing i wanted to mention was that the seventh installment that george Romero was working on before he sadly passed away called twilight of the dead is now being spearheaded by his wife suzanne romero and is being planned to be it was planned to be romero's goodbye to the genre that was going to be his sign off that was mm-hmm. going to be his last movie Fortunately, he passed away before he could make it. But she's working on getting that made, which she has all his work and on it and his script and everything. And they're gonna she's gonna she make sure that she's gonna make sure that it stays true to what his vision is. Yeah. And I couldn't be more excited. You know, without these movies, we don't have so many things that happen. Romero was a visionary, left the legacy second to none. There is for me personally, there's no franchise that can even touch this. And when I think of what uh, all the things that we talked about that makes the things that we put on this list like cultural significance what they mean to me personally quality of the movies everything second to none for me yeah. and yeah some if you're not a fan of zombie stuff you might not like these but there's no denying the cultural no but nobody can deny that a lot of things in horror would have never happened without these and the quality stands up today you know like i said it's about survival it's about the human condition and that's why I love about these kinds of movies. That's, that's the real horror is what humans do mm-hmm. to each other and to society and how society breaks down. And those are the kinds of things that not only just the visual horror of the zombies coming to get you, it's the psychological horror of the repercussions. Mm-hmm. And nobody did it better than George. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that was one of my honorable mentions because I really struggled with not having it in the top mm-hmm. five. But I also haven't seen all of them. And I decided that I was going to more focus on things that like I knew for a fact. And as I, you know me, I love zombie movies, but mm-hmm. I think always creature feature type stuff has always hit me more, which mm-hmm. is obvious since Godzilla, Alien, and Jaws are my top sure. three. So, but yeah, that was definitely one of my honorable mentions because like I can't not include this because yeah. it's wonderful. No questions asked. I would say my number six, and I didn't include this because I felt like it was somewhat of a stretch, but Reanimator. I, I actually thought you were going to have Reanimator on your um, The Reanimator five. series, the, the quality of the third movie beyond Reanimator wasn't as good as the first two. And there's three movies, but it, they're brilliant. The first one, especially, you know, it's based off of H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West Reanimator serial from 1922. The series is one of really the defining horror comedies because it's very campy intentionally and silly, but it's really fun. And And Jeffrey Combs is a delight as always. Jeffrey Combs is one of my favorite actors because of Reanimator and also because of Star Trek. I was going to say because of all the 30 characters characters he he plays in Star Trek. Reanimator is his magnum opus for me. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a wonderful series. Third movie isn't as great as the first two, but it's still a really great series. It was just a hair under the other ones. I probably thought of like cultural impact wasn't as high for some of these. That doesn't diminish the quality, but they're a close six for me. 
The other ones I thought of Candyman. Candyman was really close. Mm-hmm. A Nightmare on Elm Street was up there. And this one almost snuck in as number five. And it was a debate between The Omen, Reanimator, and if I wanted to, one of my favorite silly ones of all series of all time, Leprechaun. I kind of consider Leprechaun as well. Because Leprechaun is one of those film series that is just pure cheese and mm-hmm. pure silly. And I love horror comedy. And I can't think of a horror comedy series that just encapsulates utter ridiculousness than Leprechaun. I mean, when you see him burst out of that fucking barn in a go-kart, I, I crack up to the point where I have to pause the movie every time. Didn't you talk to Warwick Davis about yes. that? And he I met him at how- Star Wars Celebration, and I said, you know, I know we're at Star Wars Celebration, but what you did in Leprechaun will always leave an impact on me because it's something that no matter how I'm feeling down sad, if I need to pick me up in a good chuckle, I can put on Leprechaun and see you bursting through that barn in a go-kart. He's like, you know, I had so much fun making those, and I'm glad they mean something to you because they mean a lot to me. I'm sure they were blast to make for him. He also said that he doesn't want to make horror anymore. He said as soon as he had a kid, he kind of didn't want to do horror anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said once his kid hits 18, he'll consider doing another one. (laughs) So hopefully we get him. And his kid can be part of it. And they're pushing to make another one. And the person pushing to make it says it has to be with Warwick or it ain't happening. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, somebody who gets it. Yeah. Like not casting Pinhead as Pinhead. Yeah. How can I, you do that? The only or, way or when I can... they when they made the new Nightmare on Elm Street and they it replaced Ro- was it Robert England? They replaced Robert England. Now, Jackie O'Haley is a great actor. He tried really hard, but you can't replace Robert England. I also I could understand though if someone passes away in certain scenarios, especially if you want to wrap something up, kinda of like with like George Romero. They're mm-hmm. gonna still wrap that up because they have his work and everything, they of know course. what he would want to do. But when you have the actual person still alive, I don't understand why you would pick someone other than Doug Bradley. Mm-hmm. Doug Bradley and Robert England, who are so honored to be part of these franchises, and you know they'd want they would do it well, under, the on the is, right it's, circumstances. It's one thing though with like there's been a couple people that obviously have played Michael Myers and sure and uh, Jason and Voorhees. Jason Voorhees, yeah, but that's yeah. the guy. On the but mask. here's the thing: there are guys in the mask that don't say a damn word. Mm-hmm. There was someone on one. Reddit or no, it was a Facebook or a Reddit group. I forget what it was, but someone was saying like, "Why isn't there a Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees?" And people were like, "That would be the quietest fucking slasher ever. I don't want that." <laughs> I mean, if you want to have one that's really funny, pit Chucky against Freddy Krueger. Let's I, talk about the one-liners. Well, I was gonna say if you want to do that, I thought we, we thought of a good one. Who was it? it? Was Leprechaun versus someone? Leprechaun versus Chucky, because imagine the ridiculousness. Yeah, no, that would be just, I would pay so much money to make that happen. I mean, Leprechaun in space, Leprechaun in the hood, twice. It's just so utterly ridiculous. And they made other Leprechaun movies without him. They tried to make one that was kind of serious and it was really stupid. Yeah. But those first six movies, just total cheese and camp. Some of them them were really bad. Do you have any other honorable mentions before I say mine? No, those, those are the main ones. There's others I could mention. Like I didn't really, th- I didn't think of Godzilla, but I, that that would definitely be an honorable mention. Really thinking about it, there's a lot of great franchises out there. There really are, and there's a lot of really not so great. And going through and doing this list really was a good time, and I enjoyed kind of diving into some of this stuff. Yeah, go ahead with your honorables. So I did these just in alphabetical order rather than trying to rank them. So and mine weren't really ranked either. So well, you said much. like yeah, but you there, said there like were six three I was debating and, between yeah. number five. But I did these in alphabetical order just so yeah. I didn't have to think about it. So I did A Nightmare on Elm Street, Night of the Living Dead, Poltergeist, 
and Tremors because Tremors just had to be in there because oh. I fucking love Tremors. It's oh, so that. stupid well, remember, and delightful. Well, remember, we did like a marathon of yeah, the, we wa- of the oh, Tremors We only flex. didn't watch, I think, the last two, but for one, yeah. like, over a course of like two days, you and I just like binged through a bunch They're of so them. They're so fun. That's the thing is I was like, I feel like I couldn't justify it being in my top five but I sat there trying to figure out how to make it in my top five for a little bit. Cause I was like, if there was a top 10, I think tremors would be in it for me. Yeah. Cause I was like, it just, it's so ridiculous and fun and just, I don't know. I just, I absolutely love it. I love the idea of Bert where he's just got the ridiculous arsenal and always got something stupid happening. And they made, Bert even, the, me even up, the TV series was funny. It wasn't great, but it was funny and I loved it. Yeah, I like horror that is really fun and ridiculous, and all of those movies are fun and ridiculous. Pirates are fun. I didn't say we weren't fun, but the point is pirates are the baddies. <laughs> Sorry, so you said fun and maybe think I love that skit. I know some of the best skits, but yeah, well, yeah, I think that's... I think that's about it. That's yeah. our top five of our each of our horror franchises of all time. Yep, maybe, Obviously, and we'll probably revisit it later when we yeah. have... We'll probably watch something and be like, God damn it, now this... It has to change the list altogether. Because like Halloween even was like one of the, I didn't put on my honorable mentions list, but when I first like put through my consideration list, I even had like, I spit on your grave. Cause mm-hmm. that, that would be very worthy. The thing is that I feel like it's, especially the first one was like really shattering to like people that like, they made a movie about this woman getting raped and then ahead of its time too. Yeah. It was like up there with last house on the left, mm-hmm. but there's an, and like, I don't care how bad they are. I like, all the ones I've seen because I think it's just ridiculous. The idea of this woman that horrible things happen or it's upsetting. And then she really creatively goes and kills these guys that raped her and her like, and then she does like, it's not just like she kills them. Like she very creatively kills them. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Good revenge story always just like, is like, yes. Yeah. It kind of tickles a certain itch. Yeah. Or scratches a certain itch. Yeah. But With that, I think that's all. So this has been We All Pod Down Here. I'm Brittany. And I'm Dan. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Our logo was designed by Emmanuel Arroyo. Our website is weallpoddownhere.com. Email us at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com. And you can follow our shenanigans at weallpod on Twitter. And at weallpoddownhere on Instagram and Facebook. And feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review. Or if you just want to suggest something to make me really uncomfortable. Be afraid. Be very afraid.